Thanks for your company on Sports Day. It's all for Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. What a day it was yesterday. Oh, look, it's the best sporting event. There's no doubt about that. And joining us from Kansas City is their sports anchor over there, Harold Coots joins us. Harold, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Australia and, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Oh, thanks for having me. And yes, you're right. It was great. I don't know if it compares to the grand finale, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think it's got it covered with, with everything that went into this one. It seemed to be, I don't know, the biggest that there. It, what was it? The biggest Super Bowl you, you've witnessed? Well, last year was pretty good too. Uh, but for the most part, this one, I think, from a strategic standpoint, from a really more of a chess match standpoint, this was very good. And of course, the ending was as dramatic as there's ever been in any Super Bowl. Mm. Look, and there was drama throughout the game. We'll get to a little bit of that shortly, but how has the city reacted? You're there, you're on the ground. Is it going nuts? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was incredible. They have this little area downtown called the Power and Light District. Everybody went crazy when McCall Hardman scored that last <laughs> touchdown, and you got the usual parade of cars down Grand Street, which is downtown. You've got fireworks popped up across the city. I mean, it's an incredible scene here in Kansas City for sure. Mm. T- tell me about the team because they've had their struggles this year. It hasn't been a, a typical Chiefs season. They-, they were spluttering and stuttering. The-, the receivers couldn't catch a ball at times throughout the year. Mahomes was looking frustrated at times, you know, blowing up at the refs, which is very uncharacteristic. And there was question marks over... Was it was at the end, but somehow they managed to hang in there, and the playoff run that they had on the road for the first time was extraordinary. Halfway through the year, did do you think this was a possibility? Them winning back to back Super Bowls? Well, you can't get out the team whenever they have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That's one, but playoff Patrick is just—he's always on point. You know, you, you got a guy that had no turnovers through the first three postseason games at home against Miami and, and, and negative 30-degree wind chill Fahrenheit. And then you've got two road games at two of the more difficult places to play in Buffalo and Baltimore. He was turnover-free. So he was on point under offensive coordinator Matt Nagy. They had a great game plan to simplify things. And then they went to the Super Bowl, and when things weren't working earlier because they weren't really winning the battle at the line of scrimmage there, San Francisco's defensive line was playing very well. Uh, they've got great talent there, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. I mean, they were really dominating some of the tackles on the Chiefs with Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. But what they did is they made some adjustments in their blocking scheme, and then they got the ball out quicker. They got the ball to Travis Kelsey in the second half more often. Travis Kelsey was um, amazing yet again. He's found the fountain of youth in the postseason. In fact, at one point during one of the key receptions in the second half when mm-hmm. they were driving to get that game-time field goal, he registered his fastest speed in seven years. So that should tell you how Travis Kelsey was in in that game. And then Mahomes was absolutely fantastic in that overtime drive, eight for eight, played perfect football, kept the ball, converted the fourth down when they needed it with the game on the line, did it in new overtime rules. I mean, he was just, he was really good. I mean, it was, it was about as best as we've seen Patrick uh, at the time there needed him most. Yeah, I mean, they left him too much time, didn't they? And we've, we've learned that lesson before. Uh, we'll get to Mahomes shortly and, and the legacy and very Michael Jordan-esque has been comparisons there that are, that are hard to argue with, really. But uh, one of the unsung heroes, Steve Spagnola, who not a lot of our Australian audience may be familiar with, but he's the defensive coordinator uh, at the Chiefs. I think it's now his fourth Super Bowl victory, perhaps a couple at the Giants and now a couple at the Chiefs. 
why hasn't he been a head coach before and, and, and what makes this guy so good? Because he ramped up the pressure on the 49ers and Brock Purdy in the second half. Oh, he has been a head coach before. Right. He was actually with, uh, before they moved to L.A., he was the St. Louis Rams head coach. But he was kind of in the middle there, had a couple mediocre seasons at 7-9 and nine and 8-8. Eight and eight, And you kind of just figured, you know, I think he's just a defensive coordinator guy. Mm. Um, when he was with the Giants, that he's responsible for the defense that beat Tom Brady in two Super Bowls. So, and now he's with a guy who is putting up comparable numbers to Tom Brady in terms of accomplishments with Patrick Mahomes. All he has to do is make sure the defense is competent. This year they were more than competent. They were second in scoring defense. They had great pressure from Chris Jones, who was an all-pro. The linebacker crew, the acquisition of Drew Tranquil was great. And then they have two of the best quarterback tandems in the league, and Trent McDuffie, who was an all-pro. And then LeJarius, who wasn't an all-pro, but really deserved to be an all-pro. He was exceptional throughout the day, and both of those guys. McDuffie was was like gravy, was gravy on rice covering receivers for the 49ers, and then Legereus Snead was his normal self. He had a couple penalties there and a big uh, – with an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that was costly that led to that Christian McCaffrey touchdown in the first half. But otherwise, he was pretty much nails all postseason long, and he was really valuable in that game against Baltimore and really saved the game for them. So, I mean, those two guys have just been absolutely great, and they're – in Steve's case, he's in contract seasons, which means he'll be out of contract next year. He's well, he's, he's he's about to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> and Trent McDuffie is only in his second year, so he'll be. But he had some great players to work with, um, and a credit to the staff. None of the staff has really moved. Joe Cullen, a defensive line coach, he was pursued by some teams and college teams, but he's sticking around. He just signed an extension. You've got a great linebackers coach, Brendan Daly, who's been pursued, but he's sticking around. Mm. And then their secondary coach, Dave Merritt, he's also sticking around. So that continuity in the defensive staff, Longstead, Steve Spagnuolo, everybody knows the system. They know the program. They know the playbook. He can dial up as many imaginative blitzes as he possibly can, as we saw in that critical third down play. He brings in McDuffie on the slot corner blitz. that really impacted the game because the 49ers could have won that if that play was not made. So that defense has been, I mean, we know about it here in Kansas City, but that defense has been rock solid all year, and it really did carry the team. Yeah. You mentioned the, the, the support staff or the coaching staff, what we would call it our assistant coaches or our line coaches over here in Australia. Look, look, look the, the, the player wages are public, and you can Google what Mahomes or what Kelsey earns. It's a bit more vague around the coaching. So what, what does a defensive coordinator or a really good coordinator earn in the NFL these days? Oh, uh, well, I know Andy makes about $10 million, okay. the head coach. Yeah. And then your coordinators are usually around 3 to $4 million. Mm. Uh, People under that are probably getting close to a million, a little under it. You know, you're 900000 something around that area. Yeah, big hours and a big commitment and a lot of pressure. Hey, you mentioned Chris Jones. Uh, I thought he was enormous on defense for, for the Chiefs. It wasn't without some drama in the preseason, though. So it, it would be unthinkable for one of our players just to not turn up for preseason training, as we would call it, over a contract dispute. I don't think that's yeah. ever happened in in our AFL. But he, he just refused to turn up to a training camp or, or preseason camp because he was unhappy with the contract that he was on. Thank goodness they sorted that out. Well, they did sort it out for a year. Okay. Um, they put a lot of – he basically got the same amount of pay that he did the years prior. He just put a lot of incentives in it, which he all hit. He had to get 10 sacks to get a million dollars. He hit that. He wanted to get. The, he had to get to the Super Bowl to get another million dollars. He hit that. He had to win the Super Bowl to get a million dollars. He hit that. And so it just added up, and he got all of his incentives, I believe, except for one. So he um, didn't reach his marks, and now he's 
getting out of their contract. Um, he, they aren't going to pay him the uh, what they usually pay players when they have a year left in their um, contract, and they, they will not pay them that $32 million, um, because that's just too much against the Caps. So maybe they'll look for a team-friendly deal next year, um, or maybe he'll just go get paid and take his three Super Bowl rings with him and just go take care of his family. But regardless, he's made his mark here in Kansas City. And yesterday, I think one of the great moments was Andy Reid kind of punching Chris on the chest and telling him how valuable he was. I mean, mm. he had pressures that were immense. Mm. He comes in the pass – when he goes into pass pressure, I mean, pass rush, absolutely outstanding. He's probably one of the best pass rushers in the game. And he proved it again last night when it, when it was needed most. Howard Kruitz is joining us from Kansas City. Of course, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl their second in a row, their third in, in recent times, building an absolute dynasty in overtime. Were you surprised that uh, the 49ers, they won the toss on both occasions, the coin toss, that is, at the start of the game, they took the footy, and at the start of overtime, they took the football as well. Was that the right move? Because those tactics have been questioned. Yeah, it's an interesting tactic, if you will. They said... I think the play for San Francisco was our defense was tired. We wanted to get the offense on there to give them a little bit of rest. I think that was their tactic. They were thinking more from the physical part of it. But really what should have happened was they should have given the Chiefs the ball first, and that way they would have known what they needed and mm. to respond. Um, so, like, let's say the Chiefs got three, they know, okay, we need three or we need seven, and you give yourself all four downs to work mm, with. Mm. Uh, like, the Chiefs had all four downs to work with. So, like, let's say that came down to a third and one in their own territory, they may have punted. Um, instead, Patrick Mahomes runs for eight yards on a keeper. Um, they had another play that was third down and short. Like, they might have played, run different play calls. And next thing you know, she scored a touchdown because they knew what they needed and they knew they could have won. The only thing that threw people off was the clock. <laughs> so that would have been a very interesting situation if they would have ran out of time. I mean, they would have to flip field, and they still would have been okay. They just would have to flip field, and that would have given San Francisco time to breathe a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 a new rule. Mm. Um, it's, that was the first time we've seen the new rule. So I don't think anybody knew how to explicitly use it just yet. But I think the, the analytics, if you will, said, 49ers should have kicked the ball up. They were playing because their their team's defense was not – their legs were not fresh. Uh, there was drama throughout the game. Um, there was theater. There were superstars everywhere, um, as you can imagine, particularly with Taylor Swift, of course, which is another story. But I couldn't believe my eyes when I, when I saw Travis Kelsey approach the coach, clearly frustrated. Uh, just before I get your take on it, here is Andy Reid describing the incident with his tight end post-game. Yeah, he was emotional today. So um, I get it. I mean, listen, I have five kids, so I, I, I get how that goes. Um, the part I love is he loves to play the game and he wants to help his team win. I mean, it's not a selfish thing. That's not what it is, and I understand that. And so as much as, um, you know, he bumps into me, I get after him, and we understand that. Um, He just caught me off balance. Now, a bit easier to explain when you win, Harold, but in the moment, what did you think when you saw it? In the moment, I saw a guy that was very frustrated. He only got one target he had one reception and he's the best player on the team offensively and he needed to get more actively involved in the offense he wasn't and he was telling big, he basically told big red hey get me more involved in this game like don't forget about me mm. 
Um, but that's Andy Reid. He's always encouraged her players to let their personality show. Travis is a very intense guy. Even been, He's even been more intense than normal in this postseason. He's taken it up to uh, a couple notches that we haven't seen before uh, out of him. Um, usually we've seen him like in the beginning of his career. You know, he's been there 13 years now. In the beginning of his career, he's kind of this hothead guy that was kind of a little, had a little bit of an attitude. He's always had that attitude. It kind of got matured a little bit. Um, but this year we kind of saw that attitude pop up again. But he's really intense, and he really, really wants to be, really wanted to be a champion. So when you see that type of activity, you're like, okay, um, this is interesting. But you know, this is what he is. Because um, going back to training camp, he was a little having some fisticuffs with some defensive players. Mm. Um, during um, some training activities uh, and some reps there. And then at the beginning of the year, he was frustrated because he was injured and he didn't get to play the first game against Detroit. So he's had an up-and-down year, and then he's been banged around a lot. He's been tired. Uh, the offense wasn't there. He admitted that the offense wasn't there with him. Then he wasn't there, and his spirits were not lifted the way they should have been. Um, so, But now that they got winning, he was, he's like, hey, we got a chance to win this thing getting closer and again he's like Patrick you know when the time comes for postseason and the playoffs he turns he turns up a notch and mm. that's what you saw there he's really intense um almost too intense so there is some time he needed to calm down himself but uh he did calm down and then you saw in the second half there he really turned it up a complete notch and it was really a nuisance for San Francisco's defense is he the greatest tight end ever I think so. I mean, he's over 13,000 yards receiving. Uh, Rob Gronkowski and Tony Gonzalez, maybe Antonio Gates would have an argument there, but I think he's submitting himself as the best now because Rob Gronkowski retired at 34 and Travis Kelsey's 34. He's still like, still looks like he has a year or two left in him. Um, he stayed pretty healthy. He's got a nutritionist with him at home. He's got a good physical trainer. He's really taking care of his body. Um, so he's really getting to a point where he's cementing himself as the best uh, ever in my and, and I, I'd say that even if I wasn't in KC, I think mm. he's just he's at another level right now. He's 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 had eight consecutive 1,000 yard seasons. The only reason he didn't have it this year is because he was 16 yards short of 1,000 yard receiving because he didn't play in the last game in LA to kind of keep his health because of the postseason, knowing that they had to play the following week. So. He's still at a high level. He's so critical to that team. Um, he's still doing great things. And I think uh, you just keep him rested more along the, during the regular season, and he's still going to contribute at a high level. Mm. I've been very generous with your time. Last one from me, because I couldn't not ask you about Patrick Mahomes. I was listening to a podcast today, and they were just marveling at how he can compete and perform with all the distractions going on around him. And they mentioned his family, like his, his wife is quite out there, as we saw in the quarterbacks documentary. He's had, you know, his brother's quite out there. He's had some dramas with his father, the Taylor Swift, the Travis Kelsey, everything going on around him. But he's been able to narrow his focus and still perform in the most high-pressure games and moments. And he does it time and time again. I mean, can, can you give me your thoughts on... What we're seeing with this young man? We've seen a guy that's just motivated every year to get better. It's interesting how he still has that same approach every year. He's already thinking about a three-peat. Yeah. And he's got his place down in Texas. He always brings the guys over there, the receivers and running backs, and whoever wants to train. He trains with them in the offseason before he even gets to the uh, actual official 
football season, which starts in April. So after the draft, and he just gets those guys. He he wants to make sure that they're all on point. He wants to make sure that he is at a high level with them, know what they want, works on routes, works on where he puts the ball, where it works on how they want to run their routes. And he does this all in his Texas house. Um, and then we forget his new big house there in Kansas City. He's got a short football field there as well. So uh, he he works on it. He works on his craft. He's always trying to get better. He he learns. And he's just cerebral in his approach to winning. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to describe how much he thirsts on winning. He's taken lessons from Tom Brady. He's mm. taken lessons from others that have won at a high level, and he makes sure that he's taking those approaches into it. He's trying to be flexible with the cap with his contract. He's already said that. Um, I think there's a possibility that that could get worked out and restructured where he saves some more money because he knows the defense is so important uh, to the team's success, and he's just about winning. Uh, it's just he's about winning, and he said over and over again, like when you see that parade and you see that trophy, you want to see it again. And they want to set history next year as doing a three-beat. Now, do I think they could pull it off? It's going to be an incredible challenge, um, a really incredible challenge. But the thing is, they're a team that really believes that they have the potential to do it, and it's under him who's just a winner. And uh, it's really hard to explain, but you just see it when you're out there. Leadership, I mean, he's a coach on the field already. It's really hard to explain how much of a winner he is. It's great to watch, and there's not many that would say a bad word about him unless he's the one that keeps beating your team in that division or that conference. Uh, Harold, it's been awesome to catch up and get the atmosphere live from Kansas City. Enjoy the celebrations, and, and look, we really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, there it is, live in Kansas City with the fallout for another Chiefs victory in the Super Bowl. Uh, Harold Coots is a Fox 4 News anchor in Kansas City, just wrapping up things nicely 